two days left, praise God, everyone. With two days left to the end of the year. Oh my goodness. It's important for you to have a quiet time. Just you and your maker have a quiet time to reflect on his will for you. Alright, what the Bible says concerning you, what you are to expect in the coming year. And what you need to do, right, to be better. Praise God. You're welcome to Victory Corner this beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, Thursday morning. I hope I'm correct. Thursday morning. Uh, the 29th of the month of December, Canada. 2022. The Lord charged Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Moses assisted. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the river into the land I am giving them. The name of the river is Jordan, by the way. I promise you that I, I promise you what I promised Moses. Whatever you set foot, your will be on land. I have given you wherever you set foot, you will be on land. I have given you anywhere you step will turn out to be the land I have given you from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the river Euphrates in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you. As long as I live, but as a condition, he said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. So be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I will give them. Be strong and courageous. Now look at the condition. He said, Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate. From them turning either to the right or to the left, then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There was the law of Moses before Jesus came. And there was God's command which still lives today. Which still breathes and has its being within us. That is our righteousness. God never nullified his commandment. Right? There was a, a book of instruction given to Moses on how the Israelites need to live so as to please God. Alright, this is like a manual for uh, setting up your computer for the first time, right? So this is supposed to be a guide. And then there, are, there, there, there is a commandment that, that is not negotiable. That they must obey and adhere to, to please God. Exodus 20. To please God. You see, that is where I am taking us to. We are going back in time. Most of us think that uh, 
that is a foregone alternative. The commandment of God is a foregone alternative. Like since Jesus came, there is no need for it. Now Jesus cleared that out in Matthew 11. Right? If I'm correct. Now he said that he did not come to alter. He did not come to alter. Most of you think that Jesus came to change the commands of God. No. He rather added to it the greatest of the commands. He added to it. Alright? Now, 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 now the, the, the laws of Moses were fulfilled when Jesus came. Such as the sacrifice of lamb and, and, and goats and calf for the atonement of sins. Alright? That was taken care of on the cross of Calvary. So Jesus has paid that ultimate price. So that means you do not need to do what? Sacrifice cow or goats or anything on any altar. Because that, that has been done. Praise God. Sorry about the noise in the background. Alright. Now, now, now what happened? What, what really happened? When Jesus died, when Jesus died, he reversed or he fulfilled this law. He fulfilled this law and it became unnecessary to make sacrifices like that. It became unnecessary to, to have to go to the market to buy lamb, ram, to sacrifice. Alright, so that way he fulfilled that law. That law. But then he did not do what eradicate it. He fulfilled that aspect of the law. He did not counsel God's command because instead of the word of God... To return to him void. Let everything that has its been on this earth cease to exist. And that is that is the point, and that is the basic truth that we must all understand. Now the Bible in Exodus 20 gave us a clear breakdown of heaven's expectations for us as believers. Then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. That is the first command, right? That is the first command. Now, now the commandments given to Moses represents God's expectation for mankind. God is not negotiating worship. It is something we must give to him. When we don't give it to God and we give it to idols, we are looking for trouble. So you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in heavens or on earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. You see, Jesus coming did not... Say, okay, guys, you can now go and worship these idols. He did not nullify God's command. All right? He, he however, encouraged you to make sure that you carry out the details of that command. <laughs> Don't be reckless next year. You see, this is the year that you resolve that you are going to be good. You're going to obey the laws of our God. You see? Now, 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 he went on uh, to, to verse 4. Um, I lay the sins. He said, For I, the Lord of God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any of the gods. 
I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Is this happening now? It is happening, my brother. Certain battles that some of us are fighting in their families are because of idolatry. The paganism that their parents committed. Or the gods, the, the, the idol worshipping of their ancestors. But then here's the good news. If any of their children embraces Christ, they are set free from the repercussions. And God gives them the opportunity to break out from the change of the consequence of that sin. Do you understand what, 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 what I'm talking about? So Jesus now came to make sure that you have the opportunity to escape the consequence of the sins of your fathers. For example, when your father happens to be a specialist in worshiping idol, you normally, naturally, it comes with consequences, all right? Which is supposed to go down the bloodline. But if any of his descendants embraces Christ, he is set free from the patterns and cycles that comes from them. Now, see verse 6, he said, But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. So if any of the descendants expresses the love for Christ and obeys God's command and does not follow in the footsteps of their parents or grandparents, they will enjoy security and they will be free from this. You see, verse 7 says, You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished. If you misuse his name, you cannot be ignorant of this. Because my people perish because they lack what? Knowledge. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Using it carelessly is an insult to his person and authority. When you use the name of the Lord for selfish interest. Faking prophecies saying that God said this, God said that. Because you need to get something out of people. The Lord will not let you go unpunished. This is the word of God. Verse 8. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. That's, that's okay. That is very important. There is no crime in, uh, in honoring the Sabbath day. Verse 9 says, You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest. Dedicated to the Lord your God. So let's say that the week begins with Monday. And then you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday being what? The, 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 the sixth day, right? So, <laughs> naturally, seven days also be your day of, of rest. Now, 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 it says you have six days each week for your ordinary work. So, does it mean that the, our natural calendar is not right? Our human calendar is not right because if, if Sunday begins the week, you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Alright, Friday is the sixth day, uh, Saturday is the sixth uh, day. You you take uh that, that day to rest. If it begins on Monday for your for you, if your week begins on Monday for you, so that means Sunday is is your resting day, alright? As long as you preserve that day for the worship of God, that is what matters. You see, you have uh but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. So we have the habit of going to work on Sundays. Uh, God does not find it funny. Or, or, you know, going to farm on Sundays, which is supposed to be the rest day. He does not find that funny too. See, this includes you. 
your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. So if your week begins on Monday, seventh, the seventh day is Sunday then. So Sunday is your Sabbath day. If your week, depending on your calendar, or where you come from, if your week begins on Monday, right, you have Sunday and Sabbath. If your week begins on Tuesday, so that means uh, Monday is your Sabbath. If your week begins on Wednesday, so it depends on your calendar, different countries, different traditions, right? Right now, number 12 says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live long, full life in the land of the live of uh in the land the Lord your God has given you. You must not mother. This is Exodus uh, chapter 20 verse 13. Most of us have soiled our hands. We have committed mother. This is against God's command. There is a punishment for that. You must not commit adultery. Do you remember when, uh, when uh, the, the Jews approached Jesus with the woman that committed adultery? Now Jesus did not say that they were wrong. That's why he did not respond to them. But what he, he, what he said this is this. If any of you have not sinned, you cast a first stone. Alright? What he wanted them to understand is that he has come to forgive, to save people, and not to condemn them. Alright? So that is to say, after they, he dismissed them, that he went to the lady and commanded her not to do that very sin again. So that great, greater punishment will not come to her. Even when he healed the blind man, he told him the same thing. Now, do not sin further. Do not sin further. Your sins are forgiven. Don't sin again because you may attract a greater cost to yourself. Alright, so he did not really come to cancel the law, the command of God, but to give us an opportunity of starting again a new beginning a new beginning now in verse 15 he said you must not steal 16 you must not testify falsely against your neighbor number 17 you must not convert your neighbor's house you must not convert your neighbor's wife male or female servants ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor you see, the Bible says in verse 18, when the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke blowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance, trembling with fear. You've got to fear God because He is a jealous God. What does it mean? It means that He can punish you for following other gods. These gods are no match for Him, they are made from the very things He created. He created everything. And how dare you give his glory to the very things he created. That is an insult. Right? So you have every reason to fear. You have every reason to be afraid of sinning against such a uh, 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 God who is jealous. Who is a consuming fire. Praise God. So Jesus did not nullify the law. He did not. Praise God. He never did. He did not nullify it. He did not nullify God's command. He fulfilled them. What does it mean to fulfill? Each and every one of them, he brought them out and let you know that 
they are very relevant and he demonstrated what it means to obey the Lord. Look at what the Bible says here in Matthew 5 verse 17. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Praise God. So I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappears, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandments and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Let me take this again. Verse 19. Matthew 5 verse 19 says, If you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's law and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. This is where our memory verse is taken from. Alright, so the commandment of God still holds. It did not change. It never changed. And Jesus emphasized obedience to this command as one way of gaining access into eternal rest. Praise the Lord. Now, how, how do you unify this? Now, when you obey Christ, you are obeying God's command. And Jesus said, be like me, right? Now, we are supposed to ref, uh, uh, emulate him. If you emulate him, we attain perfection. He said, be thou perfect as your father is. So, for example, he, he, he led a godly, a holy life. He was a righteous man. He was not found killing people or stealing or committing adultery. Uh, 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 he, he didn't even go against the law of Moses even while he was on earth. So, if, if we can emulate him in this way perfectly, you would see that naturally you have not disobeyed God's command. And by so doing, it's easier to make heaven. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right? If you emulate him, you would have fulfilled it and you're no longer subject to the law. Why are you not subject to the law? Because you are perfect now and you live above it, beating its standards. Right? But when you disobey, when you live below expectation, when you don't emulate Christ, you see you remain subject to the law and the law punishes you when you disobey. And this is God's will for mankind. This is the expectation of God. Now we adhere properly. Now see, you can decide now to make next year to be the year that you will obey God's command. The year of righteousness, for that's what it's supposed to be. It can be your year of righteousness and you will obey the law. That is why he said, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writing of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. To demonstrate what it means to accomplish their purpose. Alright, so it's an expectation. Alright, so you can decide to let one of your resolutions be that come next year, I, I am going to follow all the commands of God. All the commands of God. All the commands of God. If you can fulfill, if you can follow it one by one and write it on your heart, just like he commanded Joshua to do in Joshua 1, if you can write it out in your heart, memorize it, study and meditate upon it, you would see you would have attained perfection. In holiness, 
for indeed is an expectation that we be holy. He said, be thou holy, for I am holy. And this is my prayer that next year will be that year when you prove to God that you are one of his children. When you live up to expectation, as you consider doing this, it will be well with you from January to December. For in Jesus' name we have prayed, Amen and Amen. And uh, come 31st December, we'll be having an important administration, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. to be live on Facebook and YouTube. Our YouTube account is Victory Corner EM. Victory Corner EM. Our Facebook account is Victory Corner EM as well. We are going to uh, broadcast on these two platforms at the same time. Alright, and my prayer is that you don't miss this because God has something to say to you. It is well with you in Jesus' name.